0: Hello, everybody, and thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio, hosted by Laura Heck and me, Zach Brittle. We are talking this week about those first few conversations that you have in therapy uh, how they're valuable, what they mean, what we learn, what therapists do with the information that they discover, and how they set you up for the rest of your process. So stick around. I hope you learn a lot.
1: What's up, Zach?
0: And we're live. And live. we're here. Hey, how's it going?
1: Um, you know, really good. Things are really, really good. I got the most amazing night's rest last night. I went to bed at nine and I woke up at 730. That's a lot of hours of rest. I was exhausted.
0: Yeah. 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 Why were you exhausted?
1: Well, funny you should bring that up. I know exactly (laughs) what you are insinuating. Um, well, I took a last minute trip to Denver, Colorado yesterday at 3 a.m. in the morning and I took my son with me. Why did you do that?
0: Well Why did you do that?
1: You know what? This is great. I would like everybody who's listening to just take notes because I'm gonna save you some time and money. Um, <laughs> here's the deal we have this Iceland trip. It's happening on Friday, and
0: Today is Thursday. Today
1: is Thursday, and yesterday <laughs> I went to Denver because we were missing a passport two days before our trip. It's one of those literally like, oh, bleep moments where you pull the passports out thinking up to two days ahead of schedule packing and you're missing a passport. And the worst part is if you're missing a minor's passport, because now you have to take the minor with you to the passport office.
0: Oh, yeah. Two
1: plane tickets to Denver, (laughs) pulling my kid out of bed in his pajamas and shoving him into the car and being like, you're coming with me. We're going to the passport office in another state. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so I paid a lot of money and a lot of time and grief. And my little dude is such an amazing traveler. He was just like, mom, just find me a park. I'm going to be fine. Just get me a park. How cool is that?
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. But I saved,
1: I saved the trip and I get all of the glory and not my husband. So Mm, there.
0: Right on. We had, we have friends who uh, were taking like a three week trip to Italy or something and they got to the airport and didn't have her passport. No. So he got on the plane with his two sons. Yep. And they spent like 3 days in Italy without mom who yeah. had to go all the way home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and That's and totally then come later. That's all you could have done. That's exactly yeah. it. I was also really worried because when I booked the plane tickets to Iceland, I didn't use my husband's account, which apparently he has like the through his credit card. You have all those special deals where yeah. anyway i i booked it on some discount site so had we had to cancel this trip we would have been on the hook for the entire thing rather than getting some kind of special i don't know rebate or whatever so there's yeah, two no tips good. for you right
0: on yeah what's cool.
1: new what's new in your life
0: uh my brother-in-law's in town yeah from denver
1: oh <laughs> awesome yeah. And you guys
0: probably like you guys probably crisscrossed in the air or something.
1: I'm sure I recognized him. I gave him a high five at the airport.
0: Oh wait, you don't live here. So you couldn't have done that.
1: No, but while I was in Denver, he was leaving and I was leaving. We were in oh, the right same, on. Yeah.
0: cool. And you saw him?
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. So his son
0: Charlie is uh the same age as your son. He's a pretty cool, Three? dude.
1: Three? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. a pretty fun age. You know what? Speaking of age, I saw your oldest daughter, Abby, and she was on Instagram and she was talking, doing like a live thing. And she I, was. she was, she was doing, she to all of her fans, she was an actress. I need
0: to better monitor her stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should, because she's like a full grown woman now. She's absolutely stunning. Okay. Yeah. I just want to tell you, okay. you made a cute, cute kid who's no longer a kid Thanks. now. She's like a woman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She just uh, passed her driving test.
1: Yes. Actually, I text, yeah. I text you that. I knew that. I was like, hey, by no. the way, your daughter passed her test. I knew that. Do you know want to know this. something
0: terrible? What? You knew she passed her test before I knew I she passed I had a her
1: feeling. Test. That's why I texted you that. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I wanted to let you know because she was letting... You know what? It wasn't just me. It was all the other people on Instagram that were watching her feed, her feed live. Oh, right on. Anyway. Cool. Well, what are we talking about yeah. today? Tell me what's on your mind.
0: Well, I... Uh, I had an interesting conversation with a couple this last couple weeks. Um, It's unusual. They just started and I don't usually do this, but because of timing or whatever, I had my individual sessions with them before I met them as a couple. And I don't prefer that and I don't recommend it, but Mm -hmm. it it created an interesting dynamic in the sense that what I learned from him was that he didn't want to do like the kind of the rehashing, storytelling you know, sort of catching me up on stuff. He wanted to chop, chop, get to work right away, you know? Right. And
1: he didn't want to tell you the stories like uh, this is who we are. No, this no, no. Is it what... was more
0: like he wanted to, he wanted just the answers, right? Yeah. Um, he wanted to know what to do to fix it. And I, yeah. and I said, cool. I think that sounds great. I would love that. And then yeah. I realized when I got them in the same room that I didn't know who they were together. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I appreciate that you want to get to work and I, but I don't know where to start because- I need to see the two of you with each other. Yeah. And so just ask them to tell me their story. And I could I I could tell he was like, oh brother, here we go. You know, but mm-hmm. it's really critical that you do this. I think it's critical that you do this with each other. And there's a handful of things that are valuable about it for the therapist that don't seem valuable on the surface. hmm Because it's you're not doing any work.
1: You're yeah. Just sort
0: of sitting there listening. Yeah. But um anyway, I just wanted to Prompt that a little bit because I've had some wild storytelling over the last couple weeks frankly.
1: i've had I've had couples that do uh, and I have to kind of warn them. um so if you do go in for couples therapy, just know that oftentimes like you may not get down to the actual therapy process, the work of it all, for a little bit mm-hmm. because your therapist needs to understand what who you are as an individual, which is what you're doing with your individual sessions, and then who you are as a couple. And I'm just curious, so what, when you say like, tell me your story, what are you doing? What are you looking for? What kind of a story are you looking for? Because if people have been together for 30 years, that's a long freaking story. You're just racking up the time there.
0: Yeah, no, um, I actually, I love it because I'll go, I'll go, tell me, just tell me your story. Tell me what you guys are about. Tell me your, and and they go, well, where do you, where do you want me to start? And I'm like, start wherever. Just start telling Mm -hmm. me, start telling me what's up. And what I'm paying attention to is less, frankly, uh what they tell me and more of how they tell me, uh-huh, like I yes. really want them to i want to see if they tell it together I want to see if they emphasize um, moments of triumph or whether they emphasize struggle and and mm-hmm. trauma and mm-hmm. if there is struggle and trauma, do they do they make that the story, or do they make overcoming it the story right. um, I want to see if they laugh at each other's jokes, I want to see if they leave me out. How so? Well, like they might forget I'm in the room.
1: Yeah. They just start talking more to each other rather than to you.
0: Yeah. Or like it doesn't, they forget they're in therapy. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a better way to put it. They mm-hmm. just are just telling their stuff. So I think there's a lot that you can learn independent of whatever details come out. Right. Um, Man, that's such
1: a good point because I know that there's a lot of therapists out there and they send out a lot of like the new client paperwork and it has almost like these essay portions of tell me, what are you struggling in? Tell me, you know, what do you want to get out of therapy and what's going on in your relationship and how did your relationship start? And so they're writing their narrative down independently. Mm -hmm. But when you get them in the same room and then they start to co-create this story together, it's really, you're right. It's not necessarily about what they say, it's how they say it and how they interact. And that as the therapists, we're trained to watch them and yeah. sort of take some information from that nonverbal information. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I who is
0: the storyteller? Like which one of them takes is lead. the narrator? Yeah. You know, because um, that'll change, that'll change, you know? Yes. And it's fascinating because people, I mean, they don't you you can never assume that they're telling you the truth either because it's not that they're deceiving you, but they don't remember. People don't remember stuff yeah. correctly. Yeah. Um, and so it, when, when, when that happens to watch them kind of s- truth it out or sleuth it out is also mm-hmm. fascinating because mm-hmm. you, um, you so can sort of see what they care about.
1: Exactly. What you just said is that we don't oftentimes always remember the past. Our memories are pretty crummy as human beings. We're really pretty bad. And mm-hmm. um, what we each choose to remember sort of tells a little bit about where we are currently. So the truth is, if you were to ask somebody, hey, tell me about your wedding night, like the night of your wedding, you, mm-hmm. the, you got married, now you're together in bed, whatever it might be. Tell me about your wedding night and hold, share, share some details and leave out others. But <laughs> the way in which they remember that night tells a pretty clear picture as to how they're feeling about one another currently in present day. So let's say their wedding Mm. night was really crummy. It was awful, in fact. And one of them was crying and whatever. Things happen. Um, But they have a really lovely relationship now, wonderful friendship. And so they start to tell the story. And now it's sort of painted in this pink rose-colored way and they're remembering more of the positive details and they have forgotten the really negative details that tells me that they're in a good place and the opposite is true so um That's you a know fancy trick it is a fancy trick it's a fun dinner party trick actually if you want to if you yeah. really want to ask or get to know people at a dinner party just ask them about like their wedding day and the way in which they tell the story will tell you whether or not they're in a good place currently
0: probably the way they start telling the story will tell you that like Oh, brother, here we go. Or,
1: <laughs> no, you tell the story. Do you, no, want to you tell, tell him him or it or you want me? Oh, we'll both we'll yeah. tell it. You yeah. tell your part and then I'll tell my part. Yeah, that's you true. And then you could be,
0: like, be like, actually, I'm a therapist. I've already got it. I'm done. Yeah,
1: I figured it out. <laughs> First 15 seconds, I'm I, good.
0: I have all the information I need.
1: <laughs> you um, know, I had
0: a guy too. I had a guy the other day. Um, he, I was also in an individual session. And he said to me, did you know that my wife didn't finish high school? And I said, No, why would I know that? I I he said, I, I didn't either until about three days ago. Wow. And I was like, Huh. That wow. seems like something you would, would have know. figured out like early on in the relationship.
1: Absolutely. So
0: It's interesting what what stories you tell. It's also interesting what stories you don't tell. Mm-hmm. You know? Um what is it what what details get left out um sometimes are as important as the details that get included.
1: Absolutely. You know, I had this moment where um, my poor husband. I mean, he really is. He gets like the. He's my test subject. So if I learned something new at therapy school or a book I read, I test it all out on him. And I think the two of us were probably sitting out on the deck having a glass of wine or something. And I said, "So I want you to tell me something that you've never told me. What's one Mm. thing about you that I you think I don't know?" and he started down and he told me something about his uh teenage years and i was just absolutely like what i yeah. had no idea and That's i cool. but the reason why he didn't tell me is because there was some shame associated with it there was um it wasn't a story he wanted to tell like you said there's a reason why mm-hmm. we don't tell certain stories where we don't share parts of ourselves with other people and mm-hmm. i think our in order to have like a really rich, fulfilling relationship, I think it's important that we ask those hard-hitting questions and we have to pull it out of our partner in a safe way and Do you make think that that safe. was a
0: hard-hitting question when you were sitting out on the porch with your wine?
1: No, but I think that the follow-up questions were. I used it yeah. as like the beginning of an onion. I was like, well, now yeah. we yeah. have yeah. more about you that I don't know and let's see if I can get to know more about you. But I think- yeah. One, it probably felt good to be asked, um, for my husband to be asked, like, tell me something you don't think I know about you. And Mm. we talk often, but imagine if you were in a relationship where your partner never asked that question or they were like almost Mm -hmm. never curious about you, probably feels pretty good to be asked Mm. that question. So I think we have to be as partners really curious. We use that word a lot on this podcast, being curious about your partner and getting to know the deeper sides of them and, and the many, many facets of them. Because once you start to assume that you know your partner, you've got them figured out, I hope I hope that they trick you. I hope that there's some facet mm-hmm. of them that hmm. they just, you know, they pull a fast one on you. Yeah. Hmm.
0: What are you paying attention to when you're, when, when if you're just listening to the narrative, like what is it that you're, you're, your eyeball is trained on or your ears are trained on?
1: I'm trained on what would it be called? Like a double message um, saying one thing, but the body mm-hmm. language is is saying something else. So that's one thing that I'm really interested in. And then also when couples come in and they say like, we're in such a tough spot, we're on the brink of divorce. And then they start down that narrative and there's so many positive things. Um, mm-hmm. And also the fact that they have gone through some tough times and they've pulled out of it. Those are Mm. things that I'm like, the exceptions I'm looking for to be able to show them that, yes, couples do go through hard times. You've gone through a lot of hard times in your history together and look at how many times you've pulled out of it together. Um, So those are kind of the things I'm trained to look for.
0: Sometimes when couples are not, um, they're not uh, good at telling their story or they don't know what to do or they're not practiced at it. Do you have tricks that help them help pull it out? I do. <laughs> if you want to ask me that question. <laughs>
1: why don't you cue that one up? Go ahead and you answer that question.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. I was thinking about this. Like, um, I always feel bad. I, I wonder if after you and Ryan were done talking on the porch there, did he, did he say, why don't you tell me something about you that I don't know about? Did nope. he do that?
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like you, somebody asks you a really good question. Are you supposed to ask them the same question back? That's the, that's.
1: No, but that's maybe he would. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe eventually, maybe eventually he'll be curious about you.
1: Maybe we can only hope.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Zach, I have a question. Um, When yeah. you have, when you have a couple with you and they have a hard time telling their story, <laughs> is there like a trick that you have where you're able to. Thanks for asking. Pull yeah. that out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate the question. It's a really good question. It really
1: I, is. I Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: no, I, uh, this is another favorite thing that I like to do. Um, and I think it's worth doing, uh, periodically actually, which is to think about in your relationship, there are definitely things that stand out as pivot points. Um, Mm. there's a clear before this and there's a clear after this. Mm -hmm. Um, so the easiest one, for example, is like before we had kids, we traveled all the time after we had kids, we never traveled, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. But there are other ones, too, that are not as uh, specific, right, uh, as children, as, as creating human beings. It could be um, before or after the affair, before or after my mom died, before or mm-hmm. after um, the car accident, before or mm-hmm. after uh, graduation from, what do you call it, therapy school?
1: Therapy, therapy school. I paid a lot of money to go to that therapy school. <laughs>
0: um, but I think the way that people um, make sense of their befores and afters is really critical. Um, and And I like to... Encourage them to consider therapy, the present therapy, as mm-hmm. one of those pivot points, and totally. to have a vision for what's to come after. Yeah, um, because we know what before is; we know what brought them in, right? Or we 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 suss that out anyway, and then we have to craft a vision for what after is going to be. And I mm-hmm. think it's helpful to set that tone when you're trying to um, just understand what the overall narrative is going to be.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I was just thinking about our most recent pivot point, and just thinking like if I was telling my story our story, what would be the most recent pivot point? And for us, I think it was moving to Salt Lake. It. Um, mm. I lived my life out of fear, a, like a lot of fear of different things, mm. not enough money. It was just sort of like based out of fear. And when we made this big risk and picked up the family with a six month old and moved to Utah, um, I faced that fear. And when we were able to come out on the other side, feeling connected to human beings and growing um, a strong work life balance, whatever you want to call it. I just, um, that was a major pivot point in our relationship because I really felt like we could do anything together at that point. We mm. did we did something hard together and we came out on the other side feeling accomplished. And that was a mm. really awesome pivot. I'm curious about you. Like what would be a good pivot point um, or a recent pivot point for you and Rebecca? Actually, I know of one for you guys. For
0: Why don't you tell me what it is?
1: Um, When you decided to go uh, full-time private practice was a pivot point for the two of you.
0: Yeah, that definitely, that definitely was one. Um, But it was more recently, it's been this thing with Abby, right? The, about a year ago, her career shifted gear as an actress and it's created a new tone for our home. Mm -hmm. I think we will often, I think, I think in the future, we'll look back and talk about before and after essentially what was last summer when she was filming that show. Right, Um, right. Because it took, I mean, it, 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 it Cliff Notes is that our family was split in half for about nine weeks um, and just didn't see each other. I had the younger daughter and Rebecca had Abby down in Oregon. And so she was filming, we had to I mean learn the how Cliff to, Notes,
1: is she was filming a Netflix um, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, how did you like it, by the way?
1: I really liked the episode you told me to watch. Was it episode five? <laughs>
0: yeah. Eight.
1: Eight. I really liked that episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> thanks for... Thanks for, you know, it got canceled, right? Because of people like you. I
1: was aware um, because I went to watch the whole thing. It's still on Netflix, by the way. It comes up as a suggested show. That's
0: that's our turning point. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know what I think is cool about this podcast? If you're just listening and you're a therapist, well, maybe you have some ideas about uh the importance of the narrative and what you're paying attention to if you have ideas that we haven't shared, please let us know. But the other thing is you have uh two really cool questions that you can ask your partner mm-hmm. and one is um tell me something about you that I don't know i don't yeah. actually think that's a hard hitting question, but maybe the follow up ones will be
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then this other thing about reflecting together on your befores and afters and and maybe Hib- major maybe you have points. A, yeah. yeah and maybe this maybe this episode of this podcast could be a major before and after
1: absolutely like before yeah. we had those really good conversations
0: yeah 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 and now or everybody we learned about the couples retreat that's going to be in, <laughs> in are you uh, going to plug it mm, yeah i'll plug it Plug so it. laura and i are teaching uh live and in person in november november 9th and 10th here in seattle and we'd love for you to come if you're in town especially if you're a big fan of our podcast like that small group at my church I'm going to try and get them all to come.
1: (laughs) Do it. Do it.
0: But I actually have to go back to church to do that, I think.
1: Yeah. It's probably a good idea to just go say hello. Um, Yeah. Well, I think those are good questions. If you have more questions or if as a result of having these conversations with your partner, you have like some kind of epiphany or it made you grow closer, send us an email. We would love to hear the aftermath. Um, You can send it to you know what, just send it to Laura at forbetter.us because I just recently learned that Zach's not answering emails at all. Even the ones I forward to him.
0: I tell you what, I've got four emails in my inbox from Mm -hmm. some of you who have listened and I apologize that I haven't replied. I will do that before Laura comes back from Iceland.
1: (laughs) I'm giving you a virtual handshake.
0: So I don't get slapped or slap on the wrist more like.
1: That's right, that's right. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. I will,
0: Yeah, I will. I'm glad you all get to go on time.
1: I do too, and, man. Uh, so there was like little nuggets it? of wisdom. Number one, the moment you book your flight, you know what? Before you even book your flight, go grab your
0: passports. Just go grab them. Well, technically, you have to enter the passport information into the international flight. When you book an international flight, don't you have to enter your passport information?
1: Yeah. You just, now I just, Yeah. <laughs> 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 i'm having an epiphany now of where my son's passport may be <laughs> do you know where passports uh, need to be put either in the freezer or did you ever watch pretty woman do you know remember where she put her money not in the boot but in the in the um toilet bowl no. she would lift you've never seen pretty woman? oh yeah sure she would lift up the i've twi- seen pretty woman i don't remember what she the put toilet in. bowl yeah. Where the ball yeah. thing in the chain, and that's where she kept her money. Yeah. That's where I'm going to start keeping my passports. For all of you listening, that's where you'll find them from now on.
0: So if you want to steal Lara's passport, all you have to do is go to Salt Lake and use her toilet.
1: Yep. Or freezer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach, let's okay, be done. Listen. listen. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Again, our marriage retreat is happening in Seattle, Washington on November 9th and 10th. So if you are planning on coming to visit us, get your tickets early. We only have seats reserved for 50 couples. You can purchase your tickets at MarriageTherapyRadio.com. There's a tab up at the top that says Retreat and it's $287 per couple. That includes all of your workshop materials. Friday night, we're going to do a dessert bar Saturday, we'll give you lunch, and it includes all your workshop materials. But more importantly, it is jam-packed with exercises to help you communicate better, talk through conflict conversations, and deepen your intimacy. We're really excited to have you. Can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Making your relationship better today than it was yesterday.